Drunk Mythology Friends. I'm Kate. I'm Jen. And I'm the other Jen. And we're the Drunk, Drunk Mythology, Mythology Gals. Gals. <laughs> I did not hear Jen at all. I know. <laughs> oh I, my God. I abstained on purpose because <laughs> I just want to see which of you is doing it. <laughs> Now, it's clearly no. you, because we were in sync. No, no, we weren't. No. Um, no, not even close, Kate. But didn't we agree last week that abstaining was against the rules? Exactly. And don't you know give what? me this the Loki is, shit. This, I was going to say it's Loki Palooza still, so <laughs> rules do not apply this week or any week that has to do with Loki. Well, they apply. They're just... <laughs> they're guidelines. They're, they're broken. <laughs> they're, they're guidelines. <laughs> Original Jen is the meme of that little girl looking at the burning house. Yeah. She's like... <laughs> Rules? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my uh, God. Yeah. At this point, I, I think we've moved beyond the um, Mexican standoff, and we are now yeah. in a and, and... full-blown pathology. And see... <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm I may I may not be drinking, but I didn't eat lunch. And so I'm kind of in a haze. So like oh. it's kind of the same thing. <laughs> this is gonna be interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so uh, Do we need well. to text someone to bring you a uh like a protein bar or something? <laughs> uh it's okay. I'll is I'll Violet text available? Rafi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, happy belated birthday, Rafi. Yes, no, happy thank birthday. You. Yeah, he's going to be so bowled over to I don't know if I I don't know if I should admit the terrible terrible thing I did yesterday. Uh-oh. Well, you can't well, just leave it at that. Right? Now oh, you have to. No. I, you because did. I was so like involved in preparing for Loki, I actually forgot to wish him happy birthday first thing in the morning. <gasps> oh my <laughs> and god. Then he went to his dentist appointment without me saying a word. <laughs> Oh, so, um, wow. The Slytherin, me, Slytherin in me is like, well, maybe you shouldn't have just admitted that because you could have said I was saving it for a big happy birthday at the end. But yeah, yeah. No. I also did push you to do it. So yeah, Slytherins enjoy driving others. But don't worry. He, he forgave me. He was understanding. So. Hmm. Oh, I bet he was. <laughs> But he's like, I guess I know which man comes first in your life. Well, duh. I was like, totally. I thought that was already obvious. I mean, it, I, I will say, uh, apparently, Eric and I had a wedding anniversary a couple weeks ago. Oh, no. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't even think of it until like two days later mom's like i'm yeah. so sorry i forgot to wish you guys happy anniversary and i'm like what <laughs> um my oh. mom said that to us before i was like oh i didn't even remember yeah i mean uh, look i eric and i have our little agreement that let's just be happy and love each other and be kind and do nice things for each yeah. other every day Ha-ha. yeah yeah makes it easier never have to worry about forgetting anything mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah but I'm fortunate that our wedding anniversary is on Star Wars Day, May the 4th. Go back yep. and listen to Epitode. Uh, Epitode. Epitode. Oh, my God. <laughs> Episode 16. Oh, man. On that note, what are you guys drinking? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, well, 
on an empty stomach, I am drinking. Uh, so I went to Trader Joe's and they have all these lovely little um, flavored seltzer waters that I've really gotten into. So I've got the blood orange and orange juice seltzer water mm -hmm. and I emptied the last bit of the super super cheap vodka that was in the fridge into oh it. dear don't you dare say Tito's please don't oh say no Tito's. no no it it it, it ever clear it's like a quarter of the price of Tito's <laughs> I, I got okay. it at smart and final oh is that like that big plastic jug it was vodka? not plastic I will say I did not do plastic because I'm like you okay. know that amount of alcohol is going to be eating away at the plastic and so right. you know what <laughs> but no I, okay. I think it was Romanoff <laughs> okay if so. the price was cheap as well as the quality I can respect that Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's it's, it's like, when it's overpriced and it's crap. That's when I have a problem. No, this was like cheap, okay. kind of like sharp, greasy mixer vodka. Okay, and right. it works because I don't taste a thing in this delightful <laughs> little drink. Alrighty. What about you? I've got um, I've got the good the good stuff today. It's Ooh. been a craptastic day today so yeah i pulled out the good stuff zero just a straight plain on zero. the rocks or just plain on the rocks yeah okay yeah it's hot in the house it the ac is struggling to work with 90 plus degrees outside mm -hmm. and so yeah i need the ice today wow i usually have the ice i mean it's a nice little Nice yeah. sound no, it's a good sound that's my effect. trademark <laughs> right that's me you know that's me uh and yeah i have Jen. my tepid water but it's in an epcot international flower and garden show <gasps> it has Minnie mouse oh no nope. <laughs> you've talked about that cup before i have it, uh, it, uh, it appears almost, once in a while it's on a rotation it's almost it's worse bigger than the hagrid cup uh, yeah, I don't know. I think Minnie's better than the Hagrid cup. You know, just admit you didn't wash the Flamingo cup today. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm on rotation. So it just happens that like, that's always Flamingo day. But now that we do on Thursdays, it happens to usually be this cup because I wash them and I only have like, you know, two of them that I basically <laughs> use. So Hashtag original Jen is Swiss. It just happens to be on rotation. I wash the flamingo cup on Wednesdays. Thanks. Now I really sound neurotic. I envy this so bad. I really do. I know. Like she doesn't have ADHD. She she has organization. Like uh, yeah, no. Jen, original Jen is life goals for us. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. For Kate but, and I, it's what would original Jen do? We need a bracelet that has w the WWOGD. There we go. Merch. <laughs> Merch. Yeah. I'm writing Merch. it down. Write it down. <laughs> oh, also, uh, shout out to Violet for being on Other Jen's Rapper Patrol. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she's yep. basically, uh, she closed the door to the recording room for me. And she's like, make sure you open that wrapper before Kate hits record. <laughs> Violet's my girl. She got me. So yeah, this is uh, uh, our 
a, a slightly more fucked up than usual intro to the fourth of our six episodes of the Loki special series. Uh, we did get the news. Was it this week that season two is definitely confirmed? In production. Yeah, well, it's already been confirmed, oh. as I've been telling you again many times. I forgot whether it's it was this in week or last production. week. production. been in a blur. <laughs> I've said this for months, but whatever. It's in production now. It's officially in production. <laughs> is it in production in Georgia? Are they filming in Georgia? Do we know? I don't think that's been specified, but I, like, 100% am sure it will be because that's their set. Like, yeah. that's the biggest one. Okay. Just and curious. they do, they did do a call out for extras last year. So I'm sure they'll do that again. And maybe we should sign up for that. <gasps> oh, maybe we should. <laughs> we could be those people waiting in line for the train on the planet. No, the worst yeah. planet no. ever. No. With no. debris I am going falling to be... around Kate. <laughs> I'm going to be the angry bisexual planetary scientist who's like wait you yep. can you did one thing for me and you <laughs> fucked up everything away. else <laughs> because i'm so angry but anyway uh yeah so and season three is in talks yeah see i do listen okay i'm glad you listened to that i'm keeping a tally now <laughs> <laughs> you know i had to go back and check who bet what for the Pompeian goats this week yeah oh so, I don't even remember yeah yeah I'm gonna have to I start writing those down stuff so <clears throat> and uh also don't forget because this week is shaping up to be real special um if you join our patreon at patreon.com slash drunk mythology gals you'll be able to hear our 190 proof segment that has all the goods this week because we're saving that little after credit scene for our little after credits mm -hmm. episode. Yeah. All so, the rage, all the swoon, it all happens there. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll have the weekly Hiddles hand porn update. So yep. yeah. Uh, so and, there you go, Jen. I was going to say, yeah, on that, you know, the disclaimer. So yeah, do not drink and drive cars, chariots, eight legged horses, planets exploding moons no don't drive. train on the moon <laughs> the slowly falling chunks no, of planet do not no yeah so let's get started way back when or maybe just at some point in time when people actually wake up and there's goddamn science behind what's actually happening <laughs> Drunk mythology friends, I'm Kate. And I'm the other Jen. Wait, where's original Jen this time? Original Jen is busy cleaning out Sleep Near's stall. I mean, with eight legs, who knows how many stomachs that horse has? Or is that cows? Um, I think you're thinking of cows because that was one of our trivia questions in that trivia game we're testing out behind the scenes. And I think the cows have eight stomachs or was it four i mm. i don't know i got that question wrong <laughs> <laughs> well uh, no matter how many stomachs she's not here but we are here to tell you about anchor for podcasting with no cow stomachs <laughs> not unless you want to 
do a podcast about cows, which you totally could because it's super easy to start a podcast with Anchor. Is there a platform for cows to listen? Like, could cows even listen to a podcast? Anchor would distribute your cowcast across all popular podcast platforms. How did we get onto cows? Because we were wondering how many stomachs a horse has, or was it cows? Regardless, feeding all those stomachs costs money, which means you have to make money off your cow cast, which is why Anchor is a great place to start, because you can start making money from the get-go with Anchor. But how much does it cost? Like, okay, how many smoothies does Fenrir have to sell in order to pay for his podcast about smoothies? <laughs> oh my God, I'm so drunk today. <laughs> Wait, I thought Fenrir was doing a podcast about cows or was no. it horses? No. <laughs> yeah, I might be a little drunk too. Either way, it is totally free to have a podcast on Anchor. F-R-E-E free. Yeah, my see, my fan fiction has Fenrir running his own smoothie shop and I work there. Uh, yeah. Other Jen is talking about Original Jen's books, Truth and Other Lies, and The Order of Chaos, which you should all check out under her pen name of Lyra Wolf. And yeah, Wolf, yeah. Fenrir, yeah. Yeah. So if I want to do a podcast for Fenrir, all I'd have to do is go to anchor.fm to get started because I'm like totally thinking that OG and I need to do that. Yep. Just go to Anchor, like the thingy on a boat thingy that goes to the bottom shut up yeah we're drunk <laughs> yeah it's a-n-c-h-o-r dot f-m you're just lucky i didn't spell out anchovy because it was a close call <laughs> check it out or make fenrir sleep near and all the cows and their stomachs really upset ah! <laughs> oh my god kate i think this is our best ad ever indubitable to bully because yeah we put the drink into drunk mythology gals yeah. okay so i did re-watch it but i kept falling asleep kind of last night because it's yeah. fake fan no, not fake fan. Really? Not fake fan. <laughs> Eric is refinishing the tub and there were fumes. Oh, that should have made it better. <laughs> you know. That should have tamped it, it clearly, down the rage. You know, look, yeah. it clearly crept into my dreams because I'm like, I'm not sure if some of what I've written here was stuff I was angry at in my dreams about or whatever. But, you know, so yeah, we've been refinishing the tub and I had a big uh, freelance deadline yesterday. So I'm like, bah! uh, so I think I got all the plot points. If I didn't, I expect original Jen to, uh, reach through the microphone and slap me. Okay. Um, Kim, we will need a slapping sound effect. <laughs> okay. So we start by being back on the dumbest fucking planet or moon or whatever ever. I can't. Yeah, I, okay. I, I watched that episode now uh, five times. And it finally on the fifth time, I finally figured out that they are on the moon and it's the planet that's breaking up. <laughs> right. I, I, I hate it all. <laughs> and, okay, 
So we have all the little pew, pew, pew chunks hitting around them. I'm like, oh, that must have been a nanoparticle that actually made it through the atmosphere. Because if it's a moon with a breathable atmosphere, it's going to have resistance and it's going to be on fire. And, you know, and then we do get like a nod to special effects because we get a giant chunk hitting the ground with a little shockwave. Finally, Except it should be on fire and going so much faster that you but practically I, can't see it. I thought that was like actually the entire planet actually falling into them, which should make you actually even more angry. Uh, you know, I didn't need that today. And uh, I think the, if you rewatch, like double check, I think it was the entire planet actually going and crashing into the moon at that point. I may have fallen asleep at that point. No, but like there's a blast shock and I'm like, yeah. oh, look, there's a like there was this moment of like joy leaping in my heart and then it doesn't actually reach them, even though they're within clear visual distance of mm-hmm. what would be the blast zone. And I hate this. So anyway, before now, is- far as like sequence you do realize that you have skipped to the post intro yes i do i do okay. so sylvie reali- reveals that she grew up on asgard and she remembers almost just enough of it to be as full of rage as i am <laughs> and uh, you know i will say i loved the Asgard throwback and the only way the moment could have been better is if there was a 9 year old she Thor or mm-hmm. Thora in the <laughs> who was saying silence or I will hit you with my <laughs> hammer <laughs> uh, yeah I mean I actually have surprise motherfuckers no complaints about this sequence because like this show is it's at its best when it is dealing with the emotional state of the Lokis Mm-hmm. And also the bone-chilling bureaucracy of processing variants. Like, seeing the little girl yeah. go through, like, even the hesitation going through the uh, through The, the are you a robot? Scanner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, why did we have to go to the goddamn stupid moon with planet falling into it instead of spending more time and unraveling the TVA? Like... There's riches in the TVA that are unmined if you're going to go with a mining planet metaphor. But also original Jen during our watching party said Mm -hmm. the best thing when it came to Ravona and Sylvie that, oh, Mm -hmm. this is personal. I have a theory on that one. I know. Am I saving it? Yeah, (laughs) you're saving it. You're, You're saving it for a minute. Okay. Yeah. So back at the TVA... Uh, Ravona Renslayer. Uh, and every time I hear Renslayer, I think of Kylo Ren. And it just, <laughs> I, uh, you know, Disney, you have things to answer for. Um, informs Mobius about Hunter C20's death. And I don't know, this is, it's dubious. It's, it's the correct move, but it's just also really fast. And like, I have questions about C20 and B15. Like, were they friends 
either in the TVA or back on the sacred timeline in real life. And, you know, uh, you know, this is a good moment though, when like we get B-15 sort of like showing signs of unraveling because later on we find out that Sylvie's enchantment cancels Mm -hmm. out the TVA reset. And, you know, from a rage logic perspective, it's actually okay for one instance that we don't know how Sylvie's enchantments unravels the TVA reset because it, all you have to do is establish like it's a logical flow. Like her power has this ability. It also has this limit, like, Mm -hmm. you know, and, but I also feel like, man, there was so much more they could do with this. Cause like, if it can undo like, brain damage like you know Mm -hmm. it seems like it should be a whole lot bigger threat to the tva yeah but i mean on a like tangent of that i don't think c20 really is dead that's right i mean we'll we'll come across we'll come across things in the episode as we carry on that would further support that but from that very moment when Ravana said she's dead and was sitting there talking to Mobius I was like nope 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 she's lying she's lying I don't believe C20 is dead even when we see Mobius look up C20 on Ravona's uh tampon (laughs) (laughs) I swear the temp pads now that we see the front front face of it like where they can actually input it looks like the sidekick from like remember when paris hilton and avril levine were like i got a sidekick i can email people on it (laughs) back in like 2002 yeah and uh jen i other jen i did pull up the screenshot you technically bet eight pompeian goats that c20 is not dead okay i'm i'm still gonna hold to that okay i but I made that bet at that point, right? Before yes. the episode carried on. Yeah. You you made that bet before we actually saw Mobius with uh Ravona's tempad. And yeah. I saw that bet with four Pompeian goats, and I bet seven Pompeian goats that C20 was a real life friend of B15. Mm-hmm. Just a thought. And then yeah. Jen, original Jen was like, I'll give a th- 10,000 Pompeian goats to have Loki back in a scene. Yep. <laughs> because we know what her priorities are. Yes, I know. <laughs> so, but yeah. as it is, I actually think she is dead because she, uh, Ravona said, oh, you can't talk to her because she's just unwell. And then when he stole it, stole it, then it, when he flipped it open, it said deceased. So she was keeping the fact that she was dead from him. No, she said dead right there in the yeah. very first conversation. I Weren't thought she you said listening? You can... <laughs> I've watched this twice. She said, yeah, no, she's dead. She fell apart. She's dead. Remember? like, I, I thought she meant like her mind is gone. Yeah. And then she confirmed like brain like, dead. she's dead. No, no. This dead, dead. Okay. Like unlike Loki's coming back dead, dead. Yeah. (laughs) My brain is sitting here churning. What word did she actually use? I was under the impression that Ravana was claiming dead. 
but I'm I, questioning I now she if that's tr- the word she said or not. Well, but I, when he opens Ravona's own tempad, right, much it later, says deceased. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's the first time that it says that. Before it sounds like because he keeps wanting to talk to her, and she's like, no. But well, I think I she's. See, when I saw that scene, I was thinking she's trying to change the subject or soft, you know, backpedal, soft pedal it because she she genuinely enjoys her friendship with Mobius mm-hmm. and she doesn't want him to go past sort of the line in the sand of where he might tip over into asking too many questions. So she's like, yeah, no, she's not well. She got a little overexcited and blah, 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 blah. And it's that very hesitation on her on her part that is actually making him more suspicious. Mm-hmm. And then again, my question is, when we see Ravona in the little sepia video, what, they don't have color video? <laughs> anyway, uh, is that Well, again, I'm, she- I'm kind of curious yeah but you know who knows maybe the tv was actually created in the 60s and 70s but there is still technology but it's like based on that time because i'm curious about why it is that style or if that's where ravona is from that's a good theory i like that theory it you know i keep asking why are they still paper dependent with all these mm -hmm. files that mobius has to keep signing they've got all this technology create a night an early 1960s bureaucratic paradise for his love Ravona who came from that time I'm not a comic book person so I don't know but if I were just writing the script I'd be like he was trying to do it to make her feel comfortable but then again she starts but you know what then again she starts out as a minuteman which would not be in any way, shape, or form a thing that a woman in the 1960s would view as like a normal outcome for herself. You know what I mean? Anyway, but back right, to qu- quick Google search. Ravana did cl- tell Mobius that C20 is dead. Okay, then okay. I missed that. Oh, you should listen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, we still have some goats, uh, Pompeian goats bets pending on episode six. Like it's not until the after credits have rolled uh, for episode six that we will determine if C20 is actually dead for season one, because you never know with season two. Um, so anyway, back to the moon where... <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, we're just going to ignore what's happening on the moon, except for the fact that, okay, so they're trying to make Loki the ur-narcissist because he falls in love with himself or herself or whatever, and they're mm-hmm. like, it's Loki-cest. Mm-hmm. And... Rage. Yeah. No. 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 And, no. you know, also... We'll get to the relationship in the 190 proof, but just from a plot standpoint, it goes against every single rule that they already set up about hiding in apocalypses because 
No matter yeah. what you do, if it's an apocalypse, it doesn't fit the timeline. Well, okay, I was curious about that, and I ditto. I'm thinking because before he said, "Oh, well, we never die." Yeah. So then they're basically eternal. So they are fall outside. So that action falls outside in the realms of the apocalypse. Then and I'm thinking why that's didn't maybe him releasing the goats in Pompeii? Because I think that's different. That doesn't. It's not him. It's not something affecting him etern- internally. That's the the key. Because that's an external force affecting Pompeii. This is something affecting him internally and affecting then all Loki's. I, okay, that's. I'm thinking that's the only way I can figure it out. But so I will. I will, I wanted a question to that. Yeah, like I I will agree to some point with that because I I feel like the writers tried to make sense when they went with sort of the putting overflow theory of chaos when you compress all the chaos of the universe into a single timeline mm-hmm. then you know what did I say well, it's like squeezing yourself into skinny jeans yeah the muffin top will out even if you're wearing like support stuff, you know? Yeah. And so the universe started generating Lokis mm-hmm. because chaos keeps squeezing out. Yeah. But you really have to work at sort of arriving and digging into that whole thing to make an exception to the rule that they have multiple times demonstrated is the thing. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, I am, just had another light bulb go off in my head that okay. dovetails with my other theory that you told me to, to hold on to. Okay. Well, you know what? Do it. <laughs> Go this now? episode's going to be just, this episode is an homage to chaos, so just do it. Yeah. <laughs> this is kind of how this episode, like, just have kind of talk about all of it. Okay. Yeah. So I have a, th- I had a theory with the opening scene where Renslayer comes and takes little girl Sylvie mm-hmm. slash female Loki Mm-hmm. Which uh, I'm I'm still not a hundred percent that she is just purely a Loki. I'm still there's a tiny part of me that's like, okay, she's a combination of Enchantress, and that's there's even some chaos. I just made air quotes in the <laughs> comics of you know there's Enchantress, different versions of Enchantress. So there's room there's. Room to play with, artistic mm-hmm. license, all of that. Anyway, right. um, I have a theory that Ravana took little girl Sylvie, as original Jen said, it's personal mm-hmm. because somewhere down Sylvie's timeline, she does something, some action that either harms Ravana mm-hmm. or her love, Kang. 
Oh, see, so, I like that. So, so Ravana has she is constantly trying to stop that from happening, mm-hmm. chasing down Sylvie, and what? Do you, what's the easiest thing to do? To take mm-hmm. a child, a defenseless, helpless, mm-hmm. naive yeah. child, to stop an event from happening. But- I because when. When Sil- when they're in the elevator, jumping, you know, jumping mm-hmm. further mm-hmm. in the episode, Sylvie asks, what was my Nexus event? Ravana says, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. And I got a couple of different possibilities there, but that was the moment where I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, Jen's right. This is personal, but here's why. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. She's trying to stop something that is supposed to happen. Well, come and- back to the two Lokis sitting on a planet. Yeah. So they're about to so, be destroyed. It, yeah. So like all Lokis basically can like Owen Wilson said like can take down the TVA and the TVA is her and her love for King. So that's why she needs to exterminate any Loki S- she finds. Sylvie cannot die in that moon destruction because that is not her original mm-hmm. line of her original timeline that's not what's supposed to happen and but, that's why that's my theory of why okay, it but triggered here's, here's the question if if any of these Lokis are a threat to Ravona or Kang why not just prune them on site I think they were. Yeah. That's what so they've been doing. So why not prune the little girl? Well, I don't know. Well, they, because they, they have to go to. through. Yeah, they have to go through that process. Maybe. That was probably the intent. I mean, well, again, it's all orderly, so they have to follow the rules. Yeah. See, that's what doesn't make sense to me, because if, if, if Kang and Ravana sort of uh, – in this like fever dream created the TVA, then wouldn't wouldn't the most logical thing be to act promptly, like you know, enemy public enemy number one, like shoot on sight, armed and dangerous, like you know, for for like the son of the Goldman Sachs guy, you know, sure, fine, let him go through the process. All the other variants go through the process, you know, do your thing so that they can have additional staff. But then, you know, why not, like, if you encounter a Loki, why not prune on site? Because mm-hmm. in, in the case of little girl Sylvie slash Loki, I think Ravana would have to act independently to pull that off without being questioned by the people mm-hmm on her team, the people that she is working with. I well, have but, to believe that they would be like, uh, this was a child. This child right, but posed if, no imminent threat to your welfare. But if if the order came from Kang, a.k.a. the timekeepers, that all Loki's pruned on sight because he's or she's or they are the uh pivot to some sort of event like i'm i just feel like it's a it's a loose end that's like dangling out there like a little hangnail it's a plot hangnail and perhaps 
you know. Yeah, I think the main, like the, the biggest thing that happened though, honestly, is I think on the moon, it was the first time that Loki believed in themselves. Like he's like, oh, you're amazing. And that's the first time he ever felt that or anyone there. Right. And I think Agreed. what maybe made, if there was an actual Nexus event when she was a child, I think it was she was happy. And that's what they're, they're not allowed to be happy. They're stuck in a loop of pain. And I, oh. so <gasps> I think that oh. might've been what caused it. Original Jen just dropped oh. the mic. <laughs> Time loop of pain. Hello. Yep. Do okay. Uh, uh, we're can, getting to that, or do we want to? We need a slapping sound effect, <laughs> and that would be me slapping myself because original Jen just laid it out. Really? That's what I do. <laughs> but so, it makes sense uh, to me. So, so yeah, I I do have a question. Um, uh, surprise on a mythological basis. Hmm. You know, this whole theory of the genesis of a Loki being kind of, oh, the universe has yeah. to sort of squeeze out the chaos somehow, which yeah. uh, raises a lot of questions about frost giants. But um, <laughs> does it have any bearing on Loki's origin in actual mythology? Because I, I feel like it doesn't. Uh, it kind of a little bit, but depending on where you're reading, because again, there's just different texts and like, so. Oh, you mean again, we multiple don't really, stories? Multiple yeah. origin stories. stories. <laughs> yeah. Because like, we really don't know where he came from, except there is one story. And again, it goes back to his parentage with being this, this, uh, Aesir mother, Laufey, um, which is like, like leaves or something dry like that like i think that's what that name means something like that i can't remember and then the father's name is Faubauti, um which i'm butchering but that means lightning striker and so the thing is like together it was like wildfire and that's his origin because those two parents coming together was like that hmm. okay so i and just so Googled- basically they make chaos and then again odin brought chaos to asgard because you need chaos in order to make it function Interesting. Okay, so I just Googled, and yes, the name Laufey may is generally taken to be related to lauf leaves or mm-hmm. foliage. Okay, yeah, the leafy, yeah, but leaves go are constantly in change. Like they uh-huh. they bud, they bloom, they grow, <gasps> they die, Didn't... they come ooh, back. Oh, 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 oh. Didn't Ma- yes. when they were Other sitting gen? there watching the screen, when like they were monitoring the the timeline, Mobius made a comment. That's not just someone stepping on a leaf. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's true. Oh, oh, oh. I get a gold star. Gold you do. star. Gold <laughs> star. Because other gen listens. Yes. <laughs> But, like, I also remember, wasn't there something about, like, Loki actually being born of Odin's intent or, like, there? there's just... Uh, I Okay, maybe I'm remembering something completely so. yeah. wrong. But I just, I was curious as to, you know, this theory of Loki as chaos is the uh, baking... Oops, it overflowed the pan mm-hmm. <laughs> of chaos. 
<laughs> Not that we've ever experienced anything like that. No. In our baking <laughs> efforts. Nope, nope, nope. So anyway, we're back to the moment where they're still on the moon, <laughs> which tells you how this episode is going. They're still on the moon, and I, I'm still a little angry about like flouting the rule of apocalypses without more of an explanation. And uh, suddenly, two doorways open. Surprise! Yeah. Yeah. So... Not a deus ex machina, or however you say that. Deus ex machina? Yeah. 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 Listen to me for the Latin, people. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Yeah, not. I use Google. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, so, yeah. So the weirdest branch ever to appear on the timeline, I'm like, you know, they're awfully calm for uh, what Sylvie was supposed to have just done, which was uh, bombing the entire sacred timeline and setting off something that was probably supposed to last for a while and keep them busy because she's supposed to be able to get into the DVA and like do her thing. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I had questions. So yeah, Mobius is able to recapture them and, now Mobius is pissed because he thought he and Loki shared something. <laughs> but I don't know. Like, why is he pissed? Like, he was betrayed. But, but it's not like he thought they were friends. I guess he did. But like, also, if he said he studied Loki, knows he stabs people in the back 50 times and he shouldn't right. be shot. Right? Yeah. That, like, that whole argument felt a little weak to me. Yeah. And, you know... I almost felt like it was, you know, in the writer's room, the editors and the directors and whoever else has like input on a goddamn script comes back and they're like, you know, we need to cut this down. Oh. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I feel like this whole series was edited by committee because I feel like- probably all done by email and Zoom. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Which is, you know, it goes- to prove a lot of things about remote working um, and also corporate interference in creative processes. But, yeah. you know, the I feel like we're missing a third to a half of the scenes that would make sense of everything that we're seeing. Because, you know, if Mobius is that upset and Loki is that upset and they're upset at each other, I feel like there was something more to their friendship than like Loki destroying Mobius's salad, a visit to a Ren fair and a Walmart. I mean, Roxmart. Like, are you saying they had something deeper? No, I'm saying there. <laughs> are was... you standing them, Kate? <laughs> I am standing the friendship <laughs> because I am standing Mobius. I am a Mobius yeah. stan. Yeah. And. <laughs> You know, but there's there's just no real stakes, you know, because there's no time for a real friendship to develop. Like, you know, all of Loki's interactions, if we're believing what we're seeing, have been like, okay, so maybe there were like a couple of days between the 
end of episode well, one and the start of episode two. I think it's more like we're just told, like, because we see that Mobius actually believes in him. And, like, he has always had empathy for him. And so, like, you do see that being a stake. Like, you do know, like, he does. Right, but does, I mean, we're led to believe that Loki reciprocates that. I'm sorry. Loki has been betrayed so many times. Yeah. Again, he does not, he does not really feel that or believe until the end. Yeah. And that's. I just, I. I just love that poor man. Like, they know what we want. We just want him in pain so much. Like, give him a friend for five seconds, then take that friend away. (laughs) Right. And I'm not opposed to that. I am all 100% team Loki suffering, but (laughs) I'm, I resent the fact that we weren't given more material in order to feel his suffering more. Yeah. There should have been more friendship time. Exactly. So because Mobius is pissed, he sends Loki to a North Korean gulag. I mean, uh, Sif's garden. Yeah. Uh, on the that night the that best. Loki cut her hair, I was mm-hmm. like, oh my God, it's the yeah, myth. I know. Original Jen is going to be all over this. <laughs> I was very excited that they gave that nod. And I feel like they actually kind of merged two myths into one with that. Okay. Bringing so, in his battered text, uh, testicles. So thanks so for that, Disney. Jen, can you yeah. give us like a very quick, like, what's the Loki myth and what's the testicle myth yeah i mean <laughs> or the one haircut day, yeah one day loki woke up and chose mischief and cut off sif's hair while she was asleep and thor was very angry about that and was going to pound in his face with a hammer um so there was that myth surprise <laughs> cue kate with the line yeah actually he didn't have the hammer yet that's how oh, he got okay. the hammer but yeah <laughs> Um, and then the the other one with the testicles is he had to make Scotty laugh after he inadvertently killed her father, um, and he tied his testicles to the to a goat, and played tug of war. Yeah. So and we cover that in episode twenty one. <laughs> and so I feel like right. they merged both of those things here, and I was very pleased. Yes. I want that on repeat forever. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently that's what you get to a certain degree because Mobius sends Loki to Sif's garden the night Loki cut her hair and we keep getting this replay over and over and mm-hmm. over. So again, my the question, time loop of pain. My question is, is yeah, this exactly. a real moment? Like, do they have the ability to reach back in time and put Loki into that Sif moment? And how is that not a major violation of Sif's timeline rights? Yeah. But she didn't recognize that he was dressed differently. I was just about to say that. Yeah. Like, uh, so is this real? Yeah. Is this from his memories? Like, Yeah. but And know? also, she he could change it because he was, like, learning and changed his reaction. And that changed her reaction. Well, and that actually goes to another moment where I'm like, ah, I'm seeing what happened with this series. It <laughs> made me think, it. Yeah, yeah, it made me think about uh, Lucifer. I was like, someone watches Lucifer. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, everyone, yeah. Everyone can walk out the door yeah. of the hell loop. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yep. But so, so like, you know, first of all, when we see Loki and he's alone in a situation, 
And we can debate whether Loki is actually alone on Lamentis because mm-hmm. it's Loki, Loki, or is it Loki, or yeah. Lo- you know, but Loki alone in Sif's garden, we know we're getting like raw unplugged Loki. Mm-hmm. And I actually like, again, I applaud this writing moment because when Loki finally admits the truth to Sif, it's like, I got literally I'm still getting chills from mm-hmm. Sif's reaction when she offers her yeah. hand but yeah. still says the same yeah. thing yeah yeah which makes the point that certain truths are unalterable he is alone and always will be well and again that goes back to that loop of pain and that's why then he breaks free of that by it's knowing he is worthy and does not have to be alone See, I didn't get there with that, but, you know, I just, it's, it's sort of the, I got from that moment, I got like, oh, he finally is telling himself the truth, which is the one thing he has never wanted to do. Yeah. No, I mean, I agree there that, that scene, I'm sorry, like that moment. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's him accepting that as that's his fate that he's been given. But later on, like when Mobius tells him, you don't have to be like, you don't have to choose that. That's the the thing that goes against the TVA is him accepting that he actually doesn't have to be alone if he chooses, you know, a better path or whatever. I loved that moment. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I I guess I didn't quite get it, get that from there because I must have been angry at something. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But also in this constant replay of, you know, the uh, SIF scene, I'm I'm taken back to a sort of like very very unintentional dark comedy called The Room and mm-hmm. there's a scene literally where when you read the story about how the room was made it took so many takes just to get this yeah. one particular yeah. line done <laughs> and I'm going to figure out how to have a watching party for that because oh yeah it is I've seen it You've seen it? <laughs> yes. Boom yeah <laughs> yeah i'm clueless but oh, i'm it's gonna go under it down the re-education of other gen so anyway yeah. <laughs> while loki is having his balls bashed by a very angry sif who is having a bad hair day uh ravona and mobius are having a celebratory drink in her office and first of all respect because she's clearly a whiskey drinker and if you say scotch fine but really it should be whiskey just saying jack daniels mm-hmm. we are available um whatever she's drinking um so yesterday after my first watching of the episode mm-hmm. i accidentally butt dialed jen <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea how it happened. The phone was in my pocket. Suddenly I hear this sound that I thought was the Roomba, but apparently as the sound's following me out the back door to the deck, I'm like, wait, that's my back pocket. Oh, shit. (laughs) Anyway, so she and I talked and had some interesting thoughts on that. The drinking. Jen? So yeah, well, just because like in the first episode, they zoom in on the drinks and like, so why there's always drinking going on. And so I was curious if there's something important about these drinks. Like I mentioned even last night, you know, 
she's really wanting him to drink that second drink. Mm-hmm. And yeah. again, just from the first episode, why would they zoom in on the glass and make a comment about, oh, about where he moved it or something? It was weird. Like, it's like something's up with these glasses or this drinking or something. He's constantly setting that cup in the exact same spot on the table to the point that he's left a ring. How many times does he have to do that over and over and over and over and over again in the exact same spot? Mm-hmm. To, yeah, because I mean, if you're, yeah. it, 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 you get rings if it's like very delicate wood and you mm-hmm. just leave a cup there for a really long time or multiple times. Like, yeah. So the one thing seems, that I noticed about the cup in this yeah. episode is when yeah. they zoom sort of in on it I was like that looks like it's from Rivendell yeah. which makes me wonder is that a souvenir cup from Asgard uh-huh. maybe oh. because it's silver it looks kind of elven mm-hmm. just hmm. saying yeah it doesn't look uh, like 1960s yeah. no it's out of out of time yeah um, I'm I'm googling to see if there is a picture, <sighs> Ravona. But she was upset that he only took one drink. Yeah. Well, I thought that was because he was deviating from habit. Yeah. Which indicates his uh, his uh, programming failing. Maybe that's what it is. But whatever it was, yeah. there was a problem with him only having one drink. Whether yeah. there's some something in the drink that's influencing him mm-hmm. or it's an indicator, whatever that is, right? that was a huge caution flag to Ravana that mm-hmm. he only took one drink. <clears throat> and again, you know, it's, it's like you get the sense that now that we think know that these people are variants you get the sense that they are simply you know they're locked into certain behaviors and if it it raises a lot of interesting questions about Ravona and Mobius and you know I I have it's it's not like I'm standing the Ravona Mobius romantic aspect, but I feel like Ravona felt like Mobius was someone she could connect with. Someone who had just that little tiny spark of like, you know, holding onto reality. It was the reason he was still like, let me track the Loki variant with a Loki. Mm -hmm. And you know, he, he wasn't a Casey, you know what I mean? Like there was still something of him there and mm-hmm. she was clinging to that. And anyway. you're not dissing Casey, are you? I'm not dissing Casey. <laughs> you better not be dissing I Casey. Not dissing, I am team Casey, but I'm saying like <laughs> Casey may not have made it through with all of his original sort of spark intact and Mobius may have made something made it through with like that spark intact. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oops. 
that was my uh, <laughs> drink clinging to the coffee coaster because I have a coaster on my desk because I don't want rings. <laughs> but speaking of coasters and artifacts, uh, can yeah. we have a moment for the dagger? Oh. Yeah. Because when Ravona puts the dagger in on the shelf, like it's not a tesseract, it's... Loki doesn't have his tesseract. He doesn't have his daggers. It's just, he is truly bereft. Yeah. Yeah. And then who who made the comment about all the trophies? Me. Which was it you? Like, are all the trophies Loki variant trophies? That's what I'm thinking. Uh, Yeah. I want to go back and look at all of them closer now. Right. And it's so frustrating that the screenshots are so hard to get. Like, you can't get them. But yeah, I'm I'm sitting here at the mercy of my husband when it comes to the technology in the house. I I've said this before. All I know how to do is to get to my Xbox Lego video game. <laughs> That's all <laughs> well, I know how to do. <laughs> I I believe that there is a way for us to find them on Google Images. It's just going to take some, yeah. you know. But, you know, so Mobius discovers through into in, integrating interrogating loki uh that loki blurts out you're all variants Mm -hmm. and um i know i brought this up yesterday but is it just me or is everyone doing the worst lying fucking ever in this episode oh yeah it's i'm yeah i I renamed the episode everybody lies yeah poorly I mean, isn't part of the charm and the fascination with Loki is we're not supposed to be able to tell when he's lying? Mm-hmm. And and when Mobius, like Mobius is set up to be kind of like able to go toe to toe with him, uh, you know, and, and it's like blatant. Oh, hey, viewer, in case you're a dumbass. They're lying with some over-exaggerated acting. Yeah. And, you know, there's just like this whole lack of tricks and double crosses. And it's a series about the god of tricks and double crosses. So, anyway. Maybe it's intentional to the plot. And, I I, well, I mean, even within that episode, I can't see... I can't see that holding up. They should have been better liars. Yeah. But, ugh. And and this is not shade on anybody's acting. This is literally like, what the hell happened to the script? Mm-hmm. You know, that's yeah. what I'm going for because I know- We're pointing at the these, writers on this one. All of these actors, and even the script writers probably, are capable of producing something that is fucking amazing. But I feel like between COVID and production timeline pressures, something happened and it just Definitely. got chopped and spliced and it was bad. So, and that also Hell, we don't us- even know if some of these writers could have come down with COVID. Exactly. I mean, you know, not just quarantine, but some of these people could have been firsthand directly impacted. Out of commission, by- yeah. By COVID, you know, and yeah, and uh, you know, having yeah. been on like marketing campaigns where people sort of, you know, 
either leave or they drop out or whatever. I'm like, oh, so I you have to pick up everything that they were doing and kind of guess what they were going for? Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I get it. You know, usually when I throw shade at an episode, my main suspects are the executive management. <laughs> because I'm having a lot of grace for all of this. Because I of- don't have any grace for executive management because if you leave the writers alone, okay. yeah. they will fix it. Agreed. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, we get back to Hunter B-15 who sneaks in and has a moment with Sylvie mm-hmm. and grab the tissues. Oh my God. Yeah. Like amazing acting. Yeah. And I would have rather had two more minutes of that on screen than let's fight our way through crowds in an arcade on Lamentis to get to something <laughs> we don't care about. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got a little choked up with yeah. the, the and whole sequence between. I was B-15. choked up, but I was angry because there we could have had so much more, mm-hmm. you know. And anyway, so then Ravona takes Loki and Sylvie to see the timekeepers. And my big question is why, though? Like, oh, yeah. Why not just prune them? Well, they, she said they wanted to see them, so. I mean, fine, I, you know, but I, there's nothing driving this need to see them that we get a glimpse of. Like, bad decisions driven by emotions and desperate situations, the viewer understands. But... Uh, if we don't know anything about what's driving this, we don't care and we think it's stupid. Mm-hmm. So I come back to what original Jen said. This is personal mm-hmm. between Ravana and Sylvie. And mm-hmm. I, I think God there's, <laughs> yeah, there's something that, that was intended to go down in that mm-hmm. foggy, you know, it's a small world <laughs> ride, um, but it was obviously hijacked by B-15. Yeah. yeah. So uh, anyway. say, it reminded me a little bit of Ghostbusters with Zool. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yes. There is no coffee. There is only Loki. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that also brings me to the dimly lit smoky chamber of the timekeepers. And yeah. Uh, they're clearly stoners <laughs> like i 60s. mean i didn't didn't i mention that when we had like the first scene of the timekeepers chambers i'm like are they just sitting there forever and ever and ever yeah. in this like dimly lit smoky yeah. room right that was before we knew what was actually right in there yeah so um if Loki, it's just like the wizard of oz Mm-hmm. And and yet that was like a teenage girl from Kansas who'd never yeah. been anywhere and done anything. Yeah, sure, fine. I buy the logic of her being like, what? Oh my God. But Loki and Sylvie are supposed to be super fucking intelligent intergalactic beings. And they can't tell these are Muppets. Yeah. <laughs> like, and uh, mediocre Muppets. 
Like they make it really, really obvious for the audience. Yeah. And I, this is my whole rage with this series. I don't want to follow along. I want to be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and why though? Like why there's nothing significant that the timekeepers say. There's nothing the significant that the Lokis respond. It's all basically just to get everybody in one place for a climactic fight scene. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I will say I did not see it coming that they were going to be animatronics, but I wasn't, I wasn't shocked by it because up until we realized they were animatronics, I was like, what? Huh? Mm-hmm. This is this is garbage. What? Yeah. Like, I was like, what the fuck is up with them? Like, they look like Muppets. And I'm like. I couldn't even understand what they were I saying. I couldn't understand them at all. Like, yeah, <laughs> I was glad I, to have the, the, the closed caption. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The closed caption. I. Yeah. Even with the closed caption, I was still like, that's what they just said. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and so when it was revealed that they're animatronics, I was like, oh, okay, well, mm-hmm. all righty then. Exactly. So we get a fight scene. Woohoo! I mean, Loki, 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 Sylvie. Yeah. What did you say, Original Gen? You're like, it's an Escher? Yeah, it was the oh, MC the- Escher or the background because of the stairs. Did you see? Yes. After yeah. you said that, I, I looked a little not, closer. But I thought you, you were- have to look in the background. Okay. The, they have the different stairs that go upside down and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Because I thought you were referring to the fact it was like a Loki Loki fight. Uh, no. The the background at certain angles you would see flashes. The back were just like stairs that were like upside down and cr- like the Escher painting. Why yeah, were you watching like. that instead of Tom Hiddleston? I was looking at everything because I, he wasn't on screen at that point. So then I'm going to look at other stuff. <laughs> Fuck the other characters. What's in yeah, the background? Exactly. So if he's which, not on screen, she's looking for the Easter eggs. Yeah, exactly. I, that's basically true. Exactly. Which if I was a writer, I would totally bury all of the Easter eggs in every single scene where he's front and center on camera because uh. then nobody would get them. Yeah. Or at least all of the original gens would I'm, fail to get it. <laughs> yeah, because I'm just looking at his arms. <laughs> we'll get to that. So Mobius gets pruned. Yeah. Yeah. His last words was uh, jet ski. It was. <laughs> Which is Polish for jet ski. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, because like when I was typing that, I'm like, I, I couldn't, for some reason, I no matter how many times I typed it, I couldn't get like the space between jet and ski. So uh-huh. I was like, it's jet ski. It's little, is <laughs> is jet ski. Um, but all I'm going to say is he better be back or I will steal a temp pad and go back in time to our watching party. He, he and... appears, he appears in other episodes listed on IMDb. Yay. Okay. Okay, good. Then I won't have to go back and throw something. And again, remember that meme I sent? He's in that universe now, the Butterscotch Stallion universe, riding you know, a jet ski. Is he? <laughs> yeah. Is he? <laughs> I don't know, but uh, you know, so far I feel like I've kind of been shortchanged with this series because they've been doing like 
oh, this series should be a double stuff Oreo with Easter eggs for the next Marvel phase instead mm-hmm. of actually truly investing in a Loki arc. Yeah, I think they are putting a little bit more emphasis on the other plot than exactly the emotional. I mean, we get him crying, but also it's like very quick and I, I need more of that. Well, uh, you and know, just more time spent with him as a character. And maybe we'll get that in season two. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> I mean, uh, I would but like I mean, that. Like, you know, it's been one of the most anticipated, you know, uh, Marvel events of all time. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, here, here, you guys will be distracted by Tom Hiddleston rolling up his sleeves. We don't have to worry about the plot. Like, you know, I feel like that's what I heard the executive saying when they were going through the script and like, you know, giving the actual Well, it's funny to see different things that I know that they're pandering to, like they've listened to fans of what they're wanting. And it's hilarious to see that happen. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, again, like, we want him crying, and, like, he's cried in every single episode. We like him with his arms, with the sleeves rolled up. We've gotten yep. that. We get him in submissive positions, uh, you know, getting the oh, crappy yep, out of yep, him. By yep. late, like, we get, like, all of the fan fiction is getting nods. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't is. even latch on to the submissive Oh, yeah, he has stuff. the collar, and he's, like, yeah. just sitting there. Yeah, that's. Wow. Okay, Yeah. You- Carry so. on. I'll be over here in the corner for a minute or two. With my God, gosh, that you just need to check out archiveofourown.org. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> you can choose dominant or submissive. <laughs> Not that I know this. I don't know. This I, at all. I prefer the dominant one. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm just saying. Okay. I, I think need to Loki sh- in his private life. Uh, fine. Doesn't matter what he is. Come he's on. Always being submissive in public, but like and private- wearing chains and leather and collars, like. <laughs> I guys, think, guys, yeah. Loki is a switch. Oh, oh, I buy that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. I mean, it, it's – sorry, yeah. I revealed too much by admitting no, that no, I know we that knowledge. We were all educated. We all, we all knew what it was, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everybody knows what it was. So, But I'm uh, supposed to be the pure, naive <laughs> one here. Only when it comes to mythology. Um, couldn't be further <laughs> from the truth no, no so watch other gen watch that scene over and pay attention to how he is kneeling and presenting oh. himself but you know <sighs> like all I, I i just feel like i've been shortchanged on everything that would make me you know like disney always manages somehow even if i fucking hate and i didn't want to see goddamn bug's life i'm fucking crying (laughs) at the moment they want me to cry right and they're not getting there with me like they yeah you know it's all too fast and chopped up like they have the moments they're there exactly but and that's what's kind of the interstitial moments that give us the impact aren't there it's all just like impact 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 it feels abbreviated. Oh, yeah. There you go. It, yeah. It do is, I get another gold star? You do get a gold star. I think the closest we got to having, though, the time was on the train. That the was the closest. Only... The train and yeah. the Loki Mobius episode one. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I'm also going to put in a vote for the Loki processing in episode one, Mm -hmm. because that instilled a sense of like existential unease and terror that we all relate to. Are we just a number? Yeah. Are we just at the mercy of something we don't understand? Like, I get it. Yeah. And and then, you know, there's that. There's Mobius. We're fascinated by the timeline. There's Casey. Like, we start to care about these people. And then they're like, oh, no, let's take us to Alabama and then to some planet yeah. named Lamentus. Yeah. You know, and they didn't even use the badass motherfucker homesteader back on Lamentus. Like she could have been the linchpin for examining a relationship of Mm -hmm. love and hate and pain and cruelty and kindness. Yeah. And they just barely touched the surface of that. Barely. And B-15 is totally underutilized because so far she's not dead. She went down, but she's not dead. No, No. but like if you had given her like two more minutes of screen time in the previous like three episodes, I don't know, like I would have been bawling when she actually remembered something. Mm -hmm. So anyway. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So we're still in the stupid fight. And Sylvie does a Kylo Ren, Ren Slayer, and slices and dices one of the timekeepers. Yeah. It's a robot. Right. And I don't care about the timekeepers. I don't care. Yeah. Because they haven't given me anything to care about. And I'm my biggest question was like, wait, weren't they supposed to all three of them be lizards? Yeah. And one of them is the Lorax. (laughs) Tell me I'm wrong. You're not wrong. I'm not wrong. I, I, when they showed that one, I was like, that's familiar. But, and it wasn't until you gave us a, a meme that I was yes. like, there the, it is. The, the swamp monster. <laughs> yeah. Everybody. Like in the, that movie. Right. Yeah. Everybody look for the drunk mythology gals meme. Is it the Lorax or not? <laughs> um, but also, again, if these Lokis, Loki and Sylvie, are supposed to be like badass motherfucking fighters who've survived crazy adventures, who evaded the TVA, like got Thor out of countless blah, blah, blahs, they don't even bother to check or secure Ravona and the other Minutemen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it allows Ravona to wake up and prune Loki. Which, that I did yeah. not see coming. And I know. How I, many times do I have to watch him die? Uh, well, you've lost count, apparently. Yeah. We all so, have, and including I was, Loki himself. Yeah. Yeah. And I personally was really distracted by the awful top-down lighting and the too heavy makeup on his forehead and face. <laughs> I was like, why are they lighting him so badly? Like, they're making him look just oh and i think i I, think it's hilarious that you were paying attention to that and not like (laughs) the rage about incest which again it's not incest at all but no because (laughs) because that scene caused a lot of rage i know we'll hit that in the 190 proof (laughs) yeah but i mean i think just 
for our regular episode that I'm going to say this supports our collective theory that I think we all agree on, that they are trying to uglify Tom Hiddleston, and I'm sticking with the word uglify. Uh, you know, they're giving fan service to certain fan fiction moments, mm-hmm. but they're, you know, they're doing the, oh, you can't win an Oscar unless you make yourself ugly kind of strategy Hmm. um you know it was it was really talked about when nicole kidman won for her portrayal of virginia wolf and like she had a nose prosthesis that turned her cute little nose into something unattractive Mm -hmm. like you can't take something seriously if the character is attractive and i find that highly misogynistic yeah because it you know there are plenty of examples of characters who are unattractive who have become a major sort of fan fiction representations of things that are meaningful to people like you know pain loss grief anger you know love whatever it is and it's because they are it's not because they are physically attractive. It's because they represent something that truly touches people. Mm-hmm. Like we wouldn't be team Loki if there wasn't an emotional gut punch for Loki. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm all for Chris Hemsworth. I like him tall, blonde and blue eyed, but you know, while I sympathize and even empathize with Chris, with Thor's issues and struggles, I'm kind of like, hmm, Thor. You know, it doesn't sort of gut-wrench you like the character of Loki does. Agreed. Agree mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. So we get to the end and Sylvie is pissed that Ravona, uh, interrupted a moment and yeah. you know i'm just gonna say to the loki says people it could have been he was saying i care about you as i care about myself you're my sister uh, you know we don't or know it could have been that going, moment of realization yeah we are like, worthy yeah exactly yeah like we don't no, maybe he, like if you've never hugged your sibling, I guess you'd be like, whoa, but I don't know. I'm just, yeah. I, I'm not buying the Loki cest. Yeah. No, no, anyway, not at all. No. Anyway, yeah. uh, we do have uh, an interesting moment. At least I thought it was interesting when Ravana is like, go ahead, do it, you know, prune me, kill me. You know, I don't know if you yeah, caught that. Yeah, I feel like that was more important than my brain gave it attention mm-hmm. in the like, moment of watching it. All three times. It, it struck me, but my brain couldn't quite latch on and dig deeper. Yeah. So I think the reason is because it leaves you with kind of like a sense of an itchy curiosity. Like, oh, I wonder why she reacted like that. Because it's literally like a half second reaction that they catch on camera. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, but here's something to consider. Um, Sylvie doesn't know what happens to the people that have been hit with this stick and yeah. go poof. She mm-hmm. doesn't know what's on the other side of that. Mm-hmm. And f- for the viewers up to that point, we don't know for sure what happens on the other side of that. And Ravana doesn't, I mean, we don't know but if Ravana s- knows or not. I speculate Ravana does. Oh, yeah, it's possible. It is possible, yeah. But, like, for me, the moment when I saw her just, like, it was brilliant acting on her part because it's literally a half-second beat of her face contorts and then smooths out again. Yeah. And, you know, she's like, do it. Please, do it. Right. And I'm like, oh, huh. I'm curious now, is she the bad guy? Is she mm-hmm. as bad as she's supposed to be? Is there a double game happening here? And then I got angry because I'm like, this is how I'm supposed to be feeling about Loki. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm not. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I'm I'm going to make a bet here live <gasps> and say Ooh. there are five Pompeian goats that are going to say Ravana is not as evil as we're supposed to believe she is in this moment. Well, even, okay. Yeah. Sorry. I'll, I'll keep my mouth shut. I've already <laughs> covered, I've already covered uh, comic book Ravana. I covered I know. that. One and I don't, two. I know nothing of the comic books. Like I am, I know nothing of the comics. I kind of barely know the Loki mythology from what I've learned from original Jen. And I know the movies. That's it. Yeah. Like I am the uneducated masses when I'm looking at this. Cause I'm like, Oh, like, huh. Maybe Ravana isn't the villain we think she is because that would be a twist, but isn't Loki the one should be fucking twist. Uh, Anyway. Yeah. Well, I said in in episode two, I said I would leave it alone, but I'm not going to. Um, In (laughs) comics, Ravana is the reluctant minion of Kang. Ah, reluctant Ah. is an interesting word. She doesn't always agree with what he has her doing. Mm -hmm. She's torn. She's got that internal struggle of her morals versus she's falling in love with Kang. Mm Mm-hmm. And wanting to please him, but what's what's right and what's wrong? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She fell for a bad boy. Oh, that's gonna be hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Cue all the Ravana Kang fanfics. Yeah. Um, Speaking of hot, have you guys seen the actor that's casted for Kang mm-hmm. the Conqueror? He's easy mm-hmm. on the eyes. Oh, I have not seen that yet. <gasps> Girl. Oh. Girl. Yeah. yeah he's... Uh, other Jen, please hook original I Jen up. Am... I am Googling. <laughs> <laughs> and so just to finish the goddamn fucking episode, speaking of Loki's, uh, he wakes up and it's our collective theory that it's in some sort of off weird timeline 2012 New York City apocalypse. Yeah. Well, we know uh, it's New York City. You can see Stark Tower in the yeah, background. Yeah. So, but it it seems to be apocalyptic in that everything has been destroyed. 
which is not the outcome that either Loki or the Avengers wanted. Uh, I I think he kind of wanted that. (laughs) Well, but he wanted to rule, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, there are a lot of fan theories out there that he was actually trying to protect Midgard by trying to take over as king. So he'd be like, hey, hey, Thanos, no, we're cool. We're cool over here. Mm -hmm. Like, you can leave Midgard alone. Mm -hmm. But uh, anyway, he ends up in some sort of weird, you know, New York City apocalypse, whatever, however that happened. I have no great hopes of it being explained. Um, (laughs) And there are lots of Lokis, and we're going to discuss all of that in the 190 Proof episode. I'm so excited for that. (laughs) I am so excited for that. And I'm just going to say, in this moment, I am Team Loki Gator. Ah! Me too. (laughs) Oh, yes. I do have a couple of very quick logical uh, questions. (laughs) Um, Like, when a variant is brought in and reset... And released into the workforce. Like, why don't the analysts who've been out in the field and working with these variants remember that, oh, I captured Casey, like, you know, 15 years ago. And somehow he's now working in evidence collection. I don't need this kind of negativity from you. Okay, here's maybe. A th- well, you know what? Actually, maybe that's why they're drinking all that stuff. Maybe it's to wipe their memories each time. Maybe. I have another um, a, a dovetail to that. Okay. So one of my viewings yesterday included mm-hmm. cousins from next door. Mm-hmm. They came over, and um, the husband he is totally nerding out on all of this as well, right. and dives into all the YouTube critiques and Ah, breakdowns and everything. Mm -hmm. And so we had to watch one last night. He's got one in particular that's his favorite, and I will get a link for it. And this YouTuber pointed out that when little girl Sylvie is brought in and you Mm -hmm. see the other variant that's being wrestled Mm -hmm. away and she's like, help him, that variant, when we come to another scene where they are watching the timeline. I think it mm-hmm. was episode three or was it two? It was the It'd one where be two, cause they weren't watching any timelines. And yeah. it was the one where they're watching the, um, the Walmart store rocks. Yeah. Rocks carts. Yeah. And Sylvie bombs the timeline. Mm-hmm. You've got the one guy sitting there who, is watching the monitors and he is like, Oh my God. It's, oh yeah. I don't remember like the mustache. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. That's, that's the, same the same actor. Oh, they're saying that that's the guy. That's interesting. I believe he, it. I figured there's a reason agree. they showed him. Yeah. And he at looks, first I thought, is this Casey? But it wasn't. No, it looks totally different. And I thought it was visually. the golden sax kid. No, mm-hmm. no, no, but it, it, it's a brilliant move on their part to do that because, you know, Sylvie, it shows how long they keep these people in sort of a stasis servitude. Mm-hmm. And I've wondered, does the drink keep them from aging? That's another possibility. Yeah. So anyway, uh, what other yeah. questions did you have, Kate? 
Um, <laughs> why prune Mobius? Why not just reset him? Maybe that is what's happening. No. I mean, that was a pruning stick. But yeah, so I'm just like, meh, you know. Maybe he is- was too far gone. You know, and also, we've never really been told what happens when you're pruned. And so it's maybe just our assumption that it's, you know, being erased. But it's actually not. And so they're just sending them to like a prison. Okay, I'm going to bet 10 Pompeian goats that for everyone else, it is full-on painful molecular from the inside disintegration, erasure from the timeline. And it's just because Lokis are Lokis that Mm -hmm. they managed to figure out a way around it. Yeah. Well, again, he can't die. Uh, They've (gasps) said that. Right. So which means that... Does that mean Mobius is dead? No. Well, Mobius, if his name is Mobius, yeah. Right. But it also means that, mm, is he dead in the Thanos ta- timeline if he yeah. can't die? But, Interesting. But then why isn't he in Thor 4? Anyway. Um, yeah. So the that was really, you know, I just, I'm angry that the amazing acting and the really amazing script moments that we get, you know, the, whatever editing came down on the top from the top, basically they weren't allowed to balance action with character development and world building. So we get something that's moving way too fast, except for the moments when it's like, Oh, wait, wait, slow it down. This is important. And then move fast again. Yeah. So, and, and that's why I hate being an editor because I can no longer enjoy anything because I'm always analyzing. But all of that said, this was one of the better episodes, I think. Yes. Much better. And uh, Jen, I think it was you that shared a link or somebody, I, I, you know, I'm talking to my husband about it and all this stuff. Somebody shared a link saying that Tom... Hiddleston said his favorite episodes were four and five. Mm-hmm. And so the one we just saw and the next one coming up. Well, so, there's that. I so. hope so. So, all anyway. right. Who's drunk? Me. I'm, I'm pleasantly buzzed. <laughs> I'm very pleasantly I'm, buzzed. I'm able to laugh at my rage. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> we know Jen's not drunk on no. water. Maybe well, drunk on, you know, how, how is the hunger factor going? Are we tipping yeah, into hangry? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> We've this is our longest episode, and, an hour and a half. Yeah, and like I need to use the bathroom. <laughs> All right. So let's wrap this up. <laughs> next week. Next week. Yeah, next week is episode five. I mean, not much more to say than that. And he did say to keep buckling up for the beginning of that one. Really? So, okay. Oh, the beginning of that one. Okay. So yeah, he said the end of four, beginning of five. Okay. So we've mm. only got two episodes left. And yeah, season two, the fact that it's happening is great, but it's still not excusing some of the things in episode in season one because that's yeah. just 
me. So yeah. also a quick nod to our buddies from Tales from the Animal Kingdom. Did you listen Woo-hoo. to episode 20? We were guesting on that episode and it is their pure... episode 20, not our yeah, episode. 20. You can go listen to 20. our episode 20 also, but their episode yeah. 20 is funny also. Yeah. And <laughs> it is an hour of pure, awkward Anglo-American gold. Oh, it's uh, great. <laughs> and don't forget to add yourself to our social media scrolls on Instagram, which is the best, at Drunk Mythology Gals. On Twitter, at Drunk Myth Gals. On Facebook, that's where the fun is, at Drunk Mythology Gals. Or on the website that we really should update at some point, which is the DrunkMythologyGals.com. On Patreon at patreon.com slash Drunk Mythology Gals, where you will get our 190 proof episodes, deep dives, and so much more. Yep, you all definitely want that. (laughs) Ignore her sarcasm, because I am adding a new moment here where uh, we are going to shout out our new Patreons. First off, there is Claire... Yay, Claire! Henceforth be known as Claire, the goddess of trendy foresight, for having seen that this is the place to be, and patron of excellent literature. Not selfish at all because she likes your book. (laughs) She has excellent taste. That's all I can say. So offerings may be made to Claire in the form of Amazon gift cards. And then we also have Noreen, who shall henceforth be known as the mother goddess of cranky curly tail dogs, though you are welcome to make offerings of peanut butter to her for protection of sofa cushions, rugs, and blankets. That's right. And for as little as $3 per month, you can become deified and maybe even defiled because really when I type that word, that's just what it looked like to me. And join <laughs> us on Patreon. And coming up this month on Patreon, we have more deep dives. We're going to do one on giants. Yay! Uh, creation mm-hmm. myths parts one through. Uh, yeah. Let's just call it three. And <laughs> our newest segment, the re-education of other Jen, yeah, <laughs> where she asks the questions we all have, and yeah. hopefully we provide at least some kind of answer. <laughs> and if you have other ideas of things you'd like to see us doing on Patreon, please drop us a line at our email, drunkmythologygals at gmail.com. We do actually check it now. I think all three of us have access and have yeah. it loaded on our machines devices whatever (laughs) that's finally getting checked (laughs) right and special thanks to sound effects kim for putting the top spin on our sound and thanks to all of you again for joining us please subscribe leave us a rating or review really please leave us a rating or review and tell your friends and family about us especially if they want to talk about gardening and they are going on about like how you prune things and you're like you know what too much pruning pruning can't no triggered so (laughs) finally always remember if the gods and the TVA can behave badly then so can you (laughs) 